Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network as we broadcast today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. I'm Susan Littlefield. Well, we saw kind of a mixed market trade on this cattle today. It was higher on the feeders. Lean hogs saw a drop. If you uh, quickly flip the page to the grain side, it was soybeans. Kind of the surprise there turning themselves around. But unfortunately, everybody else went to the downside. We're going to find out what's going on in these markets today. Brad Coima is joining us. He is with Coima, Coima and Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. So got to start with this livestock market. And, and there's been a lot of struggles uh, with this trade as of late. So having said that, are we approaching um, just weaker tones that are going to continue to kind of hang out in this trade? Well, that's a, thanks for having me on, by the way, Susan. I, I, the market sense seems to me to be, I don't know, sending some mixed signals. I, I've really felt like for the last couple of weeks um, I've been a little frustrated with the market's inability to trade like a futures market used to. In other words, what we think is going to happen, you know, in December or what we think the fundamentals indicate there or whatever that we should be in February. The market seems to be real, real um, needy, you know, or we need to keep fueling good news all the time to keep us going. Now, having said that, um, we just rallied a little over three dollars, and then yesterday broke eighty cents, and today we're mixed. You know, it, it's far from a disaster. Um, I, I, I would say this: I think that the month of September <clears throat> could, you know, I, I've been worried that the month of September is going to be a little bit of a, a sloppy go here, if you want to call it that, uh, and, and that we needed to maybe just get into the month of October, get the last of this calf crop cleaned up. Um, and, and I guess I don't see anything that's making me feel any differently at this point. Um, obviously, all eyes have been riveted on the cash again this week, uh, and the cash is kind of a uh, kind of a limping, steady week um, uh, here. Uh, we're kind of getting 144 to 145 delivered here, which is maybe just a tick weaker than last week's trade. Uh, at least that's how it feels to me. By no means a wreck, but uh, you know, just kind of a market that needs to hear some good news. I guess is maybe the way I would describe it all right so with that being said how do we get that good news to happen well um i guess you know where the packer loses his grip and has to get after this cash market would be uh you know the easy answer to that question and there there are signs uh there are really good signs um the grade uh, which i watch very carefully uh is deteriorating uh it takes days on feed to get grade uh, especially and particularly the grade is poor. It's always poor in the south, but it's even lost ground down there. Texas, for instance, choice and prime 65% last week. That had been, you know, where that imbalance in supply that we've been fighting for so long uh, had been the problem all summer. So, you know, I think you're getting indications that Texas is getting cleaned up on their supply. Um, and I was pouring through the slaughter data today. It comes out every Thursday at around 11 o'clock. This is the fourth week in a row now where the cow slaughter has been down significantly. At the same time, the overall slaughter is huge. Look at yesterday's kill. Look at you know uh, That tells you that you're killing more fed cattle, steers and heifers, uh, which is also a positive development. So you know, I really believe we're on the right path. Um, you know, the, what, what keeps some of the bull, uh, you know, the, the typical bull guys, bullish people on the sideline uh, is this, you know, the, the global recession fear, the what if China invoid, invades Taiwan thing, you know, that seems to be the, 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 the thing that keeps, you know, some of the speculators sideline for now. Well, I know that the cash has been on the lower side. 
What are you hearing when it comes to consumer demand? That's a great question because that um, that seems to be uh, the most popular uh, thing to hear from the packing side, right? Um, oh gosh, you know we're not we're, we think demand is starting to show up, uh, destruction of demand because of recession fears and all this other stuff. Uh, you know, I, I call. I, I throw the baloney flag, okay? Um, I put gas in my pickup this morning. It was three thirty-nine. It's not five dollars anymore. Uh, I look at the price of retail beef every week when they put that that national survey out with all the big cities. It's a lot less than it was a year ago. I mean, I, I, I if demand was so bad, why would we be killing this many cattle? Um, to me, obviously, if we disrupt the global thing with the China type thing. That's one thing, but uh, to me, it looks like demand is alive and well. The box beef is actually higher, Susan, right now than it was the week of Mother's Day. Historically, the week of Mother's Day in May, when you're going into grilling season, Mother's Day, Memorial Day, blah blah blah, that's that's one of the highest times, price times for beef. And now we're sitting here in the doldrums of summertime, and we're even higher. So I, I don't buy the story that demand's bad. Okay, look at the hog side of it. Um, obviously, we've seen the market endure some two weeks ago saw some sharp descents now we're back into kind of a choppy territory going on for them hogs have been a little hard to trade um it's hard not uh, to have some fundamental orientation at least for for me for us here where i'm located sioux county iowa you know you cannot swing a dead cat without hitting a hog building here i mean there's a jillion of them right and and uh you know, so when several months ago, when we were hearing the stories of the inability to uh, uh, access uh, feeder pigs, whether they were isoweens or 40-pound pigs or whatever, I mean, because of the, the issues with, with the weather, or I'm sorry, with the disease problems that they were experiencing in these farrowing units, you're not hearing that anymore. In fact, it's the opposite. Uh, and so... Old saying, periods of low productivity are followed by periods of high productivity, at least when it comes to hogs. Um, so now I think you've got abundant supply. Uh, you know, the hog hedgers that, that that we still have that aren't corporate, which there's only a handful anymore, uh, you know, our, our kind of our urging here is to, to, to be on point. Uh, we're going into bigger supply, uh, particularly going into spring and summer next year, so you might want to be a little heads up if you're a hog hedger. All right, well, stick around, folks. We do have a lot more coming up as we continue with the Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell. When we come back, we'll take a look at the happenings of this grain trade. Of course, we know that harvest for many is looming, if not already underway, on the dry land. We'll take a look at that and a whole lot more. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. At Fontenelle Hybrids, we'd like to visit with you about reaching your yield goals in 2023 with our high-performing corn hybrids and Extend Flex soybeans. Fontenelle products are locally tested and selected because we know Nebraska. Stop and see us at Husker Harvest Days and remember to see your local Fontenelle dealer before mid-October for the best discounts. Fontenelle Hybrid, solutions you need, relationships you trust. Read and follow pesticide label directions, grain marketing, and other stuff. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation this afternoon with Brad Coima. He's with Coima, Coima and Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. Uh, we left off talking about what's happening in the livestock side, and I kind of wanted to follow back on a, on a thought that came to me during the commercial break was, we know that harvest is underway. There, we know the pressure is there for feedstuffs. We know the pressure is there to get our cattle fed, um, whether you've got cow-calf or, or feedlots. Looking at that and having said that, 
how are these two going to kind of marry together this fall and not drain the banks of both? Well, that's a loaded question. I know. I, yeah, but it's a it's a good question, and and, and I think the whole um, setup here uh, we've been talking about basically since springtime. I know you and I have talked often about you know what's what's going to be the trigger where we dare to decide that hey, you know what. The liquidation cycle on the cab is finally done, and the expansion cycle perhaps begins. And 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 it, it's the weather. Um, you know, certainly price has impact on that stuff, but it's the weather that is the the, the number one driver there now. So, in the last two weeks, I guess uh, when the southern tier states finally started to get some rain and. Texas in particular, that's when you saw a little bit of a shift, even from the standpoint of, the, of what the, the, the wheat seeding was going to look like there for fall, the ability to have wheat pasture, the ability to have any kind of pasture out of that Texas deal. And, and so, as we mentioned earlier, you know, to see that cow slaughter start to drop off pretty significantly the last four weeks is, is proof, right, that, you know, there's enough faith, hope that we can get enough feed. Uh, that the cow-calf person is able to start to hold those heifer calves so that we don't have to feed every single heifer. we got record numbers of heifer in the slaughter, record numbers of females in the slaughter mix uh, between the cows and the heifers. So, you know, that's your first step uh, where, the, where, the, where the rancher's got enough confidence that he'll have feed uh, that he can, uh, you know, turn this heifer into a cow and, and get his inventory back to where it was. So I think you make a very valid point. It's something that we watch very carefully. Now, across the north, North Dakota is in great shape, lots of grass. Uh, parts of Montana, not all. Parts of Wyoming, maybe not all. Generally, South Dakota is better, but not everywhere. Um, you know, but there seems to be enough improvement that I think we're going to look back and say, okay, so it was it was the fall of 22 when they decided to start holding some heifers back and and start that rebuilding cycle, which, of course, is bullish supply. All right, look over to the, the grain side of the trade action. Uh, many folks are still hoping for some sort of rain, but um, we don't see that happening in the near future. How do you see that affecting what we're going to see into this harvest time? Well, I grew up in a farm, still farm. My son and I do farm. I, I, you know, I do know how to run a combine and stuff. So, um, you know, you're, you're going to, uh, just for the sake of, my perspective, uh, I've helped my brothers chop this week. Um, it, 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 in this part of the world, which is northwest Iowa, right on the edge of that, that, that big brown spot of the, of the drop monitor where, you know, fringes of our ground is in that, um, and the conditions here are extremely variable. Uh, you're getting uh, yield adjusts, uh, adjustments or yield projections or whatever anywhere from the way below 50 to maybe a little bit over 100 uh, on some of this poor ground that we're, uh, that we're chopping for silage right now. Um, you're talking about the, 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 rel- the short-term weather. You know, unfortunately, uh, the, the crop gave up, at least around here, uh, this last two, three weeks of heat uh, and no rain. Uh, we're, it's dying too soon. Uh, you know, if you had asked me this question three weeks ago, I'd have said it looks to me like the beans probably still have full yield potential. Uh, it doesn't look to me like, you know, the edge is coming off of that now, too. So, um, but it's super variable. You know, you, you go 50 miles uh, to the east, and I've got a customer that also, he knows what he's doing, um, and, and he thinks he's got a chance at a record corn yield, but he's had all kinds of rain. So it's really spotty, and I, most of your listeners are probably thinking, yeah, he's right, if that's the way it is by me, too. Um, this is going to be a kind of a crapshoot. Uh, every time we get a USDA report, 
know, it's a kind of a hold your breath deal. But uh, this one, I think, especially after the Pro Farmer Crop Tour, uh, should be uh, as interesting as anyone we've had in a while, I would think, Susan. Do you have any early thoughts on what those numbers might entail? Well, sure. I'm not sure that <laughs> it's, it's, it's worth the... Uh, you know, I got a little jaded with USDA's methodology. I think there's great people that work there. I just don't, I'm not sure their methodology is, is needs to be updated um, after 2019, where they struggled to come, come up with the reality of what that crop was. But having said all that, they're doing their best, I guess, right? So the, the number that jumps off the page to me, well, there's a couple of them, but the one I guess I would lead with would be corn yield. I mean, that was all we talked about during the crow farmer crop tour, right? So the last report we had, uh, the USDA thought the crop was going to be 175.4. The yield was going to be. Uh, now the estimate for Monday morning's report is 172.5. Uh, so a near three bushel decline in one month. Um, now that can happen. I look back and don't quote me, but because I'm not quite the number nerd on the corn as I am on the cattle. Um, but this is rare. Sounds good. So what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Brad? Well, if you're still old enough to use a phone, it's 800-358-3047. But the last several weeks, I've been thinking I should also mention kkvtrading.com if you'd uh, rather look us up on the website that way. All right. That has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the World Radio Network.